The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 12th of February. In your Squiz today, Labor firms up its position on the Medivac bill. Hakeem Al-Arabi is released from jail in Thailand. Tony Mockbell is in hospital after a prison attack. And awards season is in full swing. This is your Squiz today. Starting with the Medivac bill we discussed yesterday, quick recap, we have Karen Phelps and the Greens on one side championing the bill which would see a panel of doctors given more say in the transfer of asylum seekers in offshore detention centres to Australia. Scott Morrison doubled down on his position which was to not support the bill in any form saying he's not going to find a middle ground. Where are the Labor Party at, Claire? They had their briefing yesterday with the Department of Home Affairs and Australian Border Force. They had a meeting with their cabinet and they then went to broader caucus last night. So where that's landed after all of that is that there's some amendments to the bill that they'd like included. That includes changing the definition of what is considered national security in that bill. That's really at the moment just relating to sort of terror kind of issues, but they'd like to broaden that to include uh, things like serious crimes. So, for example, if an asylum seeker had been convicted of rape uh, or murder, that they wouldn't be considered for medical transfer to Australia. Uh, Also, that the Uh, legislation would only apply to those currently on Manus Island and Nauru, not any new arrivals. So they think that that's important to stop any kind of uh, pull factors that people are concerned that it would restart boats coming to Australia. If Which is what Scott Morrison's concerned about, yes. That's right. Uh, And also um, just really extending that 24-hour window that's in the legislation uh, where a minister um, can consider the recommendation for someone to be medevaced. They're looking at scrapping or extending that. So they're the amendments that um, they're going to take to the parliament today. And really, we need to see how it all plays out and where the numbers fall. Yeah, expect that to dominate our political news today. Last night it was confirmed that Thailand had agreed to release Melbourne-based soccer player and Bahrainian refugee Hakeem Al-Arabi. He's been released from jail after he was detained while on his honeymoon nearly three months ago. It seems Bahrain has dropped its extradition case. Uh, He was expected to be uh, on his way to the airport and uh, it seems that he'll be back in Australia today. So that was good news for all concerned. It's former Socceroos captain and broadcaster Craig Foster who's really led the public campaign for his release. The government's been doing all sorts of things in the background and everyone said that they were just really grateful to the Thai government. Yeah, also joining that campaign was our 2019 Australians of the Year, Dr Richard Harris and Dr Craig Challen, who wrote to the Thai Prime Minister to free the refugee. Late yesterday, underworld figure Tony Mockbell was transferred from the Barwon Maximum Security Prison he's being held into a Melbourne hospital. After being stabbed, he's said to be in a critical condition, Claire. This seems to be a response in prison from a front page Sunday paper report on the weekend about Mockbell's role in the prison as an enforcer. Um, 
lots of um, uh, reports this morning about how that might have put him at risk. So, yeah, of course we've been talking about him because it's uh, his conviction is one of those that might be affected by this lawyer X scandal. Um, it was uh, his barrister who was the um, barrister at the, the centre of the initial claims that um, police used as an informant, putting his conviction at risk. Yeah, and Barwon is the prison where his former associate Carl Williams was killed back in 2010. We haven't covered this next one in the podcast yet. So just for some background, three weeks ago, women's soccer coach Alan Stajic was sacked by the code's governing body, citing an internal survey into player wellbeing that it says found the team had a toxic culture. Yesterday, he spoke for the first time. And he was pretty emotional. He really said that he Mm. was out to restore his reputation. He's not really clear on why he was uh, let go from his position, particularly given they're just um, a few months out from the Women's World Cup in France. And uh, it seems that some of the senior players, including the superstar Sam Kerr have come out in support of him. So seems like there's more questions about his sacking than there are answers still. Yeah, it's not there's not a lot of details on the survey. Uh it's it's all a bit it's all a bit vague. Um so as you said, more to come on that, I imagine. Yeah, and weirdly it seems too that the survey, even though it was only really targeted at thirty odd people, um, you could actually access publicly. So um yeah, he certainly has a question mark over exactly what went down in that survey and mm. whether he was responsible for the outcome. Mm. BAFTAs and the Grammys, where to begin? Why are they held a matter of hours apart? I don't know. Is that a thing that I don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to compare red carpets, I reckon. It's well, certainly true. a very different red carpet from the music crowd than it is from the British acting crowd, that's for sure. That is true. How about you give us the the BAFTAs wrap and and I'll take the Grammys. So the favourite seems to be gathering um, a bit of steam. It took seven uh, awards at the BAFTAs, including the Best Actress for Olivia Coleman. Uh, Rami Malek has continued his winning streak as well. He won Best Actor for Bohemian Rhapsody. And this Mm. Netflix film, Roma, it's called it won best film it's it's had a couple of nods as well the funny funny part of it all of it um at the baftas was the arrival of william and kate um they were being shown through the crowd to their seats and the crowd just went completely silent it's just the most awkward thing you've ever seen <laughs> yeah it's um yeah it is awkward i mean it's i guess their royalty that's they're, they're you know paying respect i guess but i'm funny and yeah. even kate's like oh my god it, like it's so quiet in here and william says let's just let's just sit down really quickly it's just <laughs> Run. Really, really weird <laughs> music's night of nights uh it was a lot about casey musgraves taking out album of the year best country album best country solo performance and best country song i feel like she's relatively low-key here in australia but must well, you're admit. a bit more a country music fan than I am. Is she someone that you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Love the album. And she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's different, but it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, I'll have the, a listen. Yeah, have a listen. The Red Carpet Gallery uh, 
is, I think, just take a look at it yourself. Some of their outfits were interesting. Yes. Um, the other person, of course, to note too is um, Childish Gambino, um, Donald Glover, uh, won all sorts of awards. He's just the incredible he wasn't uh, there, creative though. genius. No, I wasn't there, but, you know, when you're as busy as he is making TV and films and music and art and all sorts of things, he probably didn't have time for that. And to another awards night, Alyssa Healy has won the Belinda Clark Medal and Pat Cummins the Alan Border Medal at the Australian Cricket Awards. And what about the subject line? The subject line is the Huey Lewis and the News classic, It's Hip to be Square. That is in reference to uh, a obituary for Robert Ryman. He has been described as one of the most important American artists to emerge after World War II. Uh, he has died and there was an obituary in the New York Times that um, we've pulled out today. Basically, his uh, artistic focus was square white paintings. Yes, that's right. Just white squares. He was quite famous for them and people paid a lot of money for them. Don't forget to head to Australian Podcast Awards to vote for the squeeze in the popular vote category. We've got a couple of days left um, where voting's open. We're apparently still right up there, so it'd be great if you could head across. It is a very convoluted process, but we would so appreciate you taking just a couple of minutes of your time to do that. Thanks so much for listening to the Squeeze Today podcast. Have a great Tuesday and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.